1: Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca.
2: Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca, and we are talking savings and investments in your retirement, as always here on the show. the Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth in the long term, save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and that goes with the motto to save aggressively invest conservatively and so how how we how we look at doing that is putting away as much money as you can in your 403b your 401k your 457 your different types of plans that's we always try to talk about that and build that up our main business at max out savings advisors is manage people retirement typically when they leave the company they they change jobs we handle their 401k rollovers. We handle trust and, and different things like that. We do the management, but but we really like to talk about the importance of saving money and building up that wealth so you have that money to do that. It, and it's sort of our uh, one of our, our our missions on the show is really to to help American people build up wealth. It, the I, I saw within five years, uh the, uh, the Social Security is going to have to start paying. They're they're going to go from a uh, surplus. To a negative, which means they're going to have to start paying out, which means rather than the Social Security building up money for the government, which they're spending elsewhere, they're going to, they're going to start adding to the deficit in a way. And, and this is going to put further pressure on taxes. This is going to put further pressure on benefits. And, and, and something I think in the future they, – look, they can't cut – Benefits for for most people, but for wealthier people, they're gonna they're gonna make it harder and harder. They're gonna put more taxes on them, and it'd be made fuller taxable. Maybe if you if you're worth a certain amount of money, you don't get social security. In the future, and so more and more important, it's 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 imperative that you try to build up savings as well beside this. It, it, and this this is really this is why we say save aggressively and build up wealth. It, you build up wealth to your four hundred one k plan, your four hundred fifty seven, your four hundred fifty three real estate. You build up wealth through real estate, and uh, but in those those are the areas it's kind of forced savings in a way that 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 lets you build up the money over time. Very few people come in, some do, but very few people really come in <laughs> with a huge amount of, of of savings for retirement that they just put away in their in their checking account or their savings account at the bank. It, very, very rarely does it happen. People have a lot of money in their savings account. It tends to be from an inheritance. It tends to be from a real estate deal. It tends to be from from something else that came up, uh, uh, you know, big, maybe a big severance package or something. It, it rarely do we, typically the type of people we, we're seeing, what we see is someone comes in with anywhere from a half a million to two million, three million $3 million in their savings plans. And oftentimes they'll have a million dollars in their, in their IRA rollover or their 401k, uh, and and they'll have like twenty five thousand dollars in 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 the checking and savings accounts, and, and this is why it the, the forced income savings of every paycheck is just so powerful. It it, it, it unless you're extremely disciplined, it, it's very difficult to to get around to 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 beat that in any way. So remember to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the philosophy of our show in the Max Out savings Show. We've talked about it for over ten years now, and uh. He said, "We've developed. We're really one of Houston's top financial shows now. And really because we that that's just our mission is to build up savings for people, and understand you cannot depend on the government. It, it, more and more, it, it, the, the numbers for Social Security are worrisome, and the, the the other thing really is right now we're in somewhat of a deflationary mode, but over time, what I really fear the big danger to." To your retirement is going to be inflation. If you look back, you know, a thousand years, the uh, you know things don't I change. I was I was in Greece a couple of weeks ago and uh, at some places, and you know, some of these places were, were built in the you know twelve hundred A.D. and uh, some of the towns we were at in thirteen hundred A.D. and it's remarkable <laughs> that. that Houses don't change that much. I mean, they have electricity back then. They didn't have electricity. They were built for coal. They're built near a water source. Those type of things. But inflation has always been around since the since in the Roman Empire they came up with the idea of shaving the edges around the coins. That's why we pick up a quarter. It has a serrated edge on it. That that goes back. That was something that 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 that. Uh, the, the mints put in place hundreds of years ago because of shaving the coins where people would shave off the gold or silver a little bit. It, it, that's kind of what was the start of the inflation. They, or they would mix the silver coins with some some uh, zinc or uh, some other, other uh, type of metal to uh copper or uh to to add a little of that into the into the coin to stretch so they can put in 10% copper they can uh they can put in 10% more gold or silver coins it it it's inflation and it, it always rears itself and 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 when you have a federal reserve printing money out there it's starting to kind of click in, but eventually once you print infinite amounts of money like the Federal Reserve has, it's going to trigger a big inflation. If if you look at the dollar, one of the constants of the dollar is it's worth probably one, I won't say 100th, but at least 180th of the value, 170th of the value it was around when 1917, when the Federal Reserve started up There, you know, we, we set up the Federal Reserve. And you know, back then there were cartoons predicting exactly what the Federal Reserve was going to do, and they were going to be in the back pocket of the banks in Wall Street. Back in, in the in the twenties, you, you can see these cartoons of the Federal Reserve throwing money to, to to Wall Street and different things like that. And here we are. Nearly a hundred years later, in the same thing, and it, with the same problems uh, with, with with federal reserves or governments that want to spend too much money and and are reckless with the money, and and eventually it catches up to them. So what you want to do is is you can count. I think you can reasonably count on Social Security, but they're going to cut. They're cutting. They're chaining the CPI, which 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 simply means you try to chain it down so it goes up as little as possible and this is one of the reasons why we have quote so such low inflation is they've done everything they can to try to stop inflation and uh and uh to, to try to so it doesn't show in because the these things are 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 inflation is is set by the Social Security gets a little bump up with inflation over time. So what you do is you minimize the Social Security. I mean, the inflation in that you can minimize increases in Social Security and many other contracts, a lot of union contracts and even rents and things were set by CPI. So they chained it now. So there's there's an insidious secret inflation coming in. And so over time, you want to protect your assets from inflation, and you do that by your savings rate and putting your investments elsewhere, and then relying on Social Security as well. It's a, it, it, it's a complex program, but what you do is you keep it very simple by putting away as much money as you can and then conservatively managing I think in the end, we somehow will get inflation. The question is, how does it all play out? And that's sometime in the future. And, by the way, you, if you got a question or comment, you can call, always call us up. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas, at 713-339-1070. And i uh, tell you what, it looks like we got a call from Charles. We'll take a call. Hey, Charles. Ch- Charles, how are you doing?
3: Fine. Good morning. Morning. Uh, yes. Uh, tada, I had a, a question, more or less, and it had to do with the health care thing. Uh, obviously, the thing is... Kind of in limbo, I so to speak, but uh, yeah, dead in the water. But yeah. Well, maybe that too. But yeah. but I guess I guess the one thing that uh, maybe people need to keep in mind on this thing, there were a couple of, uh, and I don't know. I guess there were senators, perhaps I don't really remember, that uh, when the question came up on the original Obamacare, because Obamacare had assessed a three point eight percent tax on interest and dividend income and
2: capital gains
3: yes and capital gains that uh... a couple of senators said well you know with the subsidies and everything you know maybe we can we can use this to 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 pay pay that on for for these people or whatever and uh... first of all the thing is is uh, what i don't think people are understanding about that is is if the future health care plan has anything like that in it People initially may say, "Oh well, three point eight percent may not mean a lot." But for heads of households or widows or, or or single individuals or whatever that are in their retirement years, where they're living on that income, to be assessed that tax could be pretty onerous. And on yes. top of that, uh, there's no there's no there's no guarantee that the future administrations that come in won't not that that tax is in there. Well, now just start to raise it.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, that, that's the easier thing to do. I mean, this this is this is the problem you get into with taxes is they're they're pretty desperate for for tax revenue at all levels, and uh, and this is a concern. Look, I think they're going to come back to Obamacare. I, I don't think we're we're quite that's quite over yet. Uh, I, I think they're going to try to do. I think they're going to have to try to get some tax program through. Uh, But yeah, that's a real fear out there because it's it's one and one of the things. A good point you make is Charles. Look, if I can if I can cut the top tax rate from 35 percent and then you add this in it's close to 40 percent if i can take it down to say that to, to, the, i think it's 38 percent it goes up to 42 percent so if i can say look we're putting we're moving the top rate to 33 percent tell everybody but then leave that three three and three quarter percent tax in there it's still 46 and three quarter 36 and three quarters percent but P, i can claim it's that and that's one of the advantages of keeping that in that's a concern well, of mine
3: yeah, but however, here's the thing: the problem is, is that uh, uh, nobody's thinking about the people that are currently on fixed income and retires. And on top of that, if these people sign up, if they sign, if these are re- Medicare recipients, then they're paying a tax on something that they get no benefit out of because now there's this other health care plan out there. They're signed up for Medicare, and they're taking three point eight percent, or six percent, or whatever that number ends up becoming in future years, to pay for this thing. Well, and, and, yeah, and I think and, and I that's th- going to be the real problem here with people. Yeah, I think
2: your point, Charles, is is that if you're a retiree, you tend to live off of interest, dividends, Correct. and capital gains, and so retirees are kind of unfairly targeted. Where Correct. the CEO that's making a million bucks a year really isn't paying the taxes. Right, tax. he's
3: not really paying, and and you know, to me the, the, the the other thing about this this whole thing is, is you know, when the initial uh, uh, threshold limits were were set, I remember the, when Barack Obama set those things. He, I mean, he actually consulted with Warren Buffett, and it was Warren Buffett who said that, well, he thought that maybe 250000 250, or 200000 on the income for single individuals and 400000 for for uh, married couples would be essentially the cutoff on defining what is rich. And to me, and I look at that, and I say, no, to me it ought to be a half a million single and maybe a million for couples. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Here's, just, here's the interesting thing
2: about just, that, yeah. Charles – is the 250 was defined by the IRS as rich. Okay, but that was during Bill Clinton's term, which was, what, Twenty years ago, right, and back, and since then, inflation has come up, and so, and I ran some numbers a while back in the report, and I forgot what they were, but I want to say it was like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I think this is your point: the idea that somebody making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is rich. It sounds like a whole lot of money to people, but if you're living in a million dollar house and you got kids, you're trying to get through college and exactly. everything else, you're starving.
3: Exactly, and, that's exactly the point. And somebody, no one is talking about that. No one is addressing. That. And that's what people really need to educate themselves, not only the people that are retired, but the people that are working. Because yeah. to me, like I said before, that 3.8% may not mean like much. And as and you correctly pointed out, for someone like the Warren Buffetts and the, and the, and the Spielbergs and these people, I mean, it may not mean a lot. But but to the average guy who owns a hardware store or a grocery store or whatever, and is and as you say, or a doctor, or a lawyer, soul, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, you know, you, you feel like you're you're not making you're not advancing.
2: Yeah, no, I think that look, that's one of the real problem. and that's one of the things we're getting into with some of these super wealthy guys is they've really lost touch with reality. And Warren Buffett is the classic example. And but if you really look at it, uh, the, I think they need to define. I, I don't have a problem with a high top end a real high top end but i think that high top end you want to kick in at maybe if you're going to have a 40% plus tax rate kick it in at 10 or 20 million dollars a year so you're getting some of these people that are Correct. that are cnn anchors that are sports people Correct. that are uh you know wealthy people like warren buffett that quite frankly don't even need the money Correct. and don't take it from from the people that are trying to get their family through life and, and are really struggling in what sounds like a lot of money. The, what we have got to do going forward, Charles, we have to do everything we can to, to hold up the middle and upper middle class people, which are under huge stress in this economy today. And, and the rich, I think, have gotten plenty, way too much given to them. And I think the poor have given way too much to them. And and I think this country keeps coming back to the middle class in this exactly. country and asking, to look, should the poor get exactly the self same health care as me working and you and everybody else. Yes, but the problem is you can't go to the working people and, and force them to go back, spend another hour out in the fields to sit there and support these people that aren't working and aren't doing anything. And that's, you know, and I say the field, but it's just work is work. I mean, it's if you're on a farm or if you're in the office and. And you can't keep coming back to these people and taking from them, and and I think I think we've paid not enough attention to the middle class in, in this country. And, and right. you bring up some good points, and okay. particularly with these the the retirees. And the final thing I'll say is the retirees, as you pointed out, typically live off of capital gains, interest, and uh, dividends, and and those are the people being unfairly hit by this.
3: That's right, and 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 moving forward, once once their spouse passes away, they're on their own. And then to be paying on to, to be paying for a system for which many will be on another system, to me is totally unfair. They, those people ought to be exempted from that tax if they're going to be on Medicare or something. It, it doesn't make sense to be paying to be taxed on something that you're going to derive no benefit on. I well, mean, how,
2: how you maybe do it is if you're getting over a million or two million dollars a year, then you have a certain. I mean, look, I hate to say that, but. Somewhere down the way, that's that's how it's going to sort of play out. And but you have got if you destroy the middle class in this country, look, you go down to Guatemala. There's plenty, there's there's rich people in Guatemala. Why don't you take take a look how most people live in Guatemala? And that's that's what we're fighting against. The the the, the 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 middle class in this country is the core working people, which are building the country up, and and not enough attention is being paid to them. Good good call, Charles. Thanks. All right. I mean, this is one of the things you really run into. Tell you what, we got a quick phone, uh, quick commercial break here coming up. To uh, we'll, uh, get any questions, 713-339-1070. We'll be right back after this quick break.
1: The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement.
1: South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics.
4: SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM1070. The answer... The Max Out Saving Show returns now
1: with your host, Ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, and in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can always call us up at 713-339-1070 here in Houston, Texas. And... Uh, a couple things here. The uh, we, we just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings Report. If you're not on the free list, you can still sign up by going to maxoutsavings.com. We've got thousands and thousands of people on the list. Uh, it, it's a private list. We don't send out anything but the Max Out Savings Report. We talk about vacation credit cards, the best credit cards for your vacation coming up, particularly if you're leaving for a, to a foreign destination. Uh, yeah, on there, we, we, we talk some about, we show you some uh, the, some charts on the market versus earnings growth. Uh, and we also have some uh, another chart it, it kind of showing who the real buyers are in the market. And it's big corporations buying back stock and taking on debt versus investing. But, and we talk about our outlooks for the market. We have a lot of good stuff in the report, everything from common 401k mistakes to we, 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 we predicted in 07 why investment banks were going to fail. Uh, we laid out the case by showing you their balance sheet. Nobody did that out there. We start, One of the first reports we ever wrote was 2001. We said we're, we're starting a 20-year bull market in gold because of what the Federal Reserve said after Ben Bernanke's big helicopter speech. Well, a lot of interesting stuff. We take a lot of complex issues and make them simple so you understand it. Just go to maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the report. Tell it. let's take a call from Oscar. Hey, Oscar, how are you doing? A pretty good tip,
5: you know. The, for the rich, like uh, real estate, I mean, the, the there's a heck of a lot of taxes on real estate for the rich, you know. As far as the the increment on on the, on the rich prop on the you know on the uh, upper end of properties, yeah, and yeah. then yeah. It's, uh, oh, the it's, homes,
2: it's, the home home properties are getting really expensive. Same with commercial.
5: Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, and the thing is, and then if, if property values go down, you're stuck with it. Taxes for a while until they adjust it again. So there's a, there are a lot of taxes out there. Uh, inflation, inflation. You know, like uh, there's inflation with this uh, student loans and of course uh, medical. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no. There's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of inflation in medical. and not counted, loans. you know.
2: Yeah. No, look, there's a lot of hit inflation.
5: And then and then the other thing is inflation has moved on to the. How about the inflation of the share values of stocks? That's inflationary, too, Uh, because you try to get a dividend, let's say, on a stock, and now that thing has got way up. So for some reason, it's moved on to the share value of, of stocks. That's inflationary
2: yeah, well you look, you make a great point, and what that's telling you, Oscar, is the Federal Reserve has poured all this money and it's going into that the inflation has gone into stocks right. and real estate and, and so what happens is the middle class young people coming up can't afford any of this stuff anymore because it's so expensive that's and, correct. and this is
5: market and, and people don't understand that you, you you have this inflationary thing going with stocks. And people that, are, that want a dividend out of that, then the, that's uh, it's getting almost impossible to get a dividend out because one thing offsets the other. So there are a lot of things out there that are not counted. And by the way, let me ask you one more question on this uh-huh. equity thing. Yeah, uh, equities have have gone up and up and up. And my question is, uh, what the, uh, the, uh, this this thing that we with, with ex- is that going to stop when the punch bowl is out? Oh I mean, yeah, look, yeah. That the, that's the punch bowl thing. That you know, until the Fed removes the punch bowl, you know, uh, it's going to the the overpriced equities are going to continue to go up. Is that true?
2: Yeah, look, I think that's the case. Look, I think this market right now is at record high levels on based on price to cash, price to sales. Price to cash flow and the and the Shiller index is at 1929 levels. The only time it was high, it's about 30, same as 1929. With and this eight, is a, f- a forward looking thing. Yes.
5: eight The question is. Have they already started to take the punch bowl yes. off? Yes. There, there's or, a theory or, 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 out there, or, or, Oscar. Or, or, or it still has not... They're no, they're taking it
2: off there. now. There's a theory out there. What everyone's saying is, look, until we get a, a negative yield curve, which means the short rates are higher than the long rates, nothing right. will happen. But rates are so low, they've taken rates up now already, about 80 basis points on the short end, and I think it's going to go high. That's... That it's a bigger percentage move than it has been in the past, and so there's a theory out there it's not going to get to a negative yield curve before this falls apart, and that's what I'm thinking, and I think this is starting to have a corrosive effect. And the minute the ECB and the Bank of Japan start pulling back, in particular, eventually this stuff is going to come down in the market. What what I believe is going, is happening now is look with with Mueller going in. And, and starting to investigate Trump's business deals, I can go into any corporation in America with a bunch of lawyers and come out with some criminal stuff. I promise you, any any of them.
5: Well, he, he and, made a mistake, and, you know, uh, Trump is not going after Hillary Clinton. Yes, uh, because you don't leave you don't leave a snake half dead, <laughs> and, that, and that's what he did. You know, he should have went after her, and and, and, and so that the, the whole thing would have been. You know the, the the whole the the whole narrative would have been on the Clintons and not on him.
2: Yeah, you know I that's think that's a good a point. Mistake, that's right? a good Texas analogy, Oscar. Thanks a lot. Thank uh, they, uh, look, I think Oscar's got a good point. But but now with with <clears throat> Mueller coming in there and trying to go after Trump's business dealings, I think what I've been saying and it hasn't happened yet. I think this is starting to have a tremendously corrosive effect on public confidence. And it's eventually going to affect the market. And when it does, I th- I, and I think we're getting pretty close, we're going to have some type of dust up in here, and, and it's, it's going to cause a big problem with this market. It's extremely overvalued. The debt levels in corporate America are very high right now, near record levels. They, they've they been the big buyers of stock. If you read our most recent max out savings report, not corporations, not individuals, not institutions, it's been corporate America jacking up their stock prices in And they've not been investing in plant and equipment, and this is starting to catch up with us. The new tax bill that's going to come out when it comes out, they might try to limit – they're going to try to force companies to invest more and spend less on tax – on stock buybacks, or they're going to try to limit the interest rate deduction on debt. If any of those happen, it's going to hit the market. And so you've got an extremely expensive market. You've got a dangerous market and with not a lot of value, so you've got to be very careful in here. I think this is going to play out in an interesting way, and when it does, we'll keep, we'll keep you informed, but it's not going to be how people expect, and I think it's not going to be good. I, you, you can't have these type of valuations and debt levels and not have a problem. So let's take a call from Tom here. We've got a lot of calls coming in. Hey, Tom, how are you doing?
6: I'm fine. Good morning, Ted. Um, Hey, a follow-up to the conversation you had with uh, Charles uh, with these health care taxes. And what's actually concerned me is something that you don't hear anything about, and that's this Cadillac tax. Uh, You know, the middle class, and you you mentioned, and I agree 100%, you know, it's the middle class who always takes the hit. But all these discussions about Medicaid and high-income tax, most people in this country aren't affected by a lot of that because they're on employer-sponsored health plans. And that's your working middle-class folks. And and uh, if this Cadillac tax goes in, I could uh, – guess my my assumption, and this is why I get your comment, is that, hey, if that really takes effect, a lot of these companies are going to cut back. And uh, they may say you're on your own or cut back their
2: they cut, cut uh, back support. to benefits, yeah.
6: So, uh, you know, am I overly concerned about that?
2: No, I look, I, Tom, I think that's a good point. Look, what I think Obamacare and what Barack Obama did is I think he wants everybody in the country to get the same level of medical care, which on the on the face of it, we all would agree with. But the problem is, is that means that we have to take. The people at the lower level up to the best med- medical coverage in the world out there, which is terribly expensive, and then we have to ask the middle class people like you to come and pay for it. And and this is the problem. And They cannot afford it right now. And and so, so it, it's not that that giving everybody free health care to the poor and everything was a bad idea. It's just you can't go to the middle class and ask them to pay for it. So what you've got to do is provide the the poor with with a reasonable quality of health care. With not a lot of frills so they get their health taken care of, but so we can afford it as a country. And this was the big mistake that they made. And so what they're going to do is is if you've got a really nice health care plan and you're trotting down to Methodist all the time and getting – they're going, no, no, no. You're going to have to really pay for that because you're getting something special that other people aren't. And the answer is you're just – you're not getting anything special. You're just paying something more. But you can't. You 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 you've got to have a minimal acceptable standard for the poor, which is reasonable, but they shouldn't be getting the very best coverage out there. Because, look, if everything was free, I would say yes. But when you come to the middle class to have them pay for it, like you, Tom, we can't afford it, and pe and families are struggling and can't make ends meet because of this Obamacare. that that, that that's sort of my answer there.
6: But it's kind of sneaky. You know, they're not going to come and make me pay a tax or whatever. They're going after the companies and in the effect if they put this Cadillac tax on the companies that are, you know, the Yeah, so what they're going to
2: eventually do is put
6: uh, – The employers are cut back and it's like I'm taking a hit, although it's, it's – Yeah, it's so rather employer. than you getting a,
2: the good Cadillac plan, you're going to be back with the people in Obamacare in exactly the same program. That's what they're doing to you.
6: And it makes me mad. You hear all this debate about this health care, and I don't know, I, I, maybe, do you know what the status is? I mean, the Republicans are talking about all these changes, oh, look, but I, I don't hear anything about addressing the Cadillac, uh, I think the Cadillac they're, plan.
2: They're, they're, I think, I haven't seen on the Cadillac plan, the unions are really against that program, and so are the companies, and so are the, the middle class. Uh, I, think they're gonna, I think they're either going to try to cut off Obamacare right now and then try to figure, hey, within the next six to nine months, we'll come up with a solution of some type for, for people. But the, but the Democrats have been remarkably good at framing the issues. And they framed it as, you know, we're taking away health care from the poor, which, which we're not. Everybody wants them to ha- They've always had health care, even if you couldn't afford it. But we've got to come up with a program that, that people can afford. Ted Cruz had an interesting point. LASIK surgery isn't covered. Now, I have glasses, so I, I haven't taken it. But LASIK surgery is not covered by insurance. So the price of LASIK has been going down over the over the last 10 years. Where the price of everything else is going up. Well, Tom, why is that? It's because you, if you want LASIK surgery, you have to pay for it yourself. So you're going
6: to make a value decision. Sure.
2: You're going to make a value decision. In the rest of healthcare, there is no value decision, and so that's what they're trying to to integrate to try to get some of the cost down. So the the the. the, the a solution to Obamacare is coming with the health care program. So most people in the country are covered, but the middle class can afford to pay more if they want, and they can afford basic health care, which they can't do right now.
6: Yeah, well, they're going to get you. That's, you. know. Anyway, uh,
2: thanks for your input. Okay, thanks, Tom. Tell you what, we got another call to 713-339-1070 from Jean. Hello, Jean. How are you doing?
7: I'm blessed by the best at 87 years old. Wow. Congratulations. You. Thank you and I appreciate you taking my call because in all my years of listening to discussions about money, I have never heard any economist lift up the issue of reparations for the enslavement of black people in America or any payments for the theft of the land of Native Americans. Now, I'm hopeful that We can insert those critical genocidal issues into our logical discussion of money. It takes money to heal. It takes money to restore people that have been devastated. Do you know in my family there was enslavement? But the enslaver in Virginia left property to his son by the black indigenous woman. And that way, we did not have to starve. We had cotton growing, and we had food growing. My mother went back to school when she was 50 years old to try to understand how can America continue in mental health to avoid the genocidal conditions that we're experiencing as people of color. Okay. G- All right. Okay.
2: Yeah, I let me let me give you an answer to that. And look, I I've heard this question before. My answer is a little bit controversial, but this is just my thinking on this. I think slavery was an abomination in the United States. It was around the world. It was practiced here and elsewhere. I I think the one good thing with slavery was, and the only good thing is there was a lot of Africans that were brought out of Africa that paid a horrible price under slavery, but their generations later their their kids are in the United States of America, which is the greatest country in the world, and is doing everything oh. they can to have things equal. and And so, I believe, I believe it was a terrible thing. I don't think we owe reparations, but I think we want to make sure everything is equal in the country. And I think the, anyone in this country should be thankful they came here. My my great grandfather they fled. Uh, uh, Europe with you know they they were under attack, Yeah, but we
7: can't compare your great grandfather with my great grandfather my great grandfather had nothing when he came here are logical in a Christian psychotic country
2: reparations are logical Thank yeah i, I you call. know i disagree but thanks for the call gene and but look i mean my grandparents came here with virtually nothing they struggled they came up our village in greece was destroyed by the muslims and then it was destroyed again by the nazis it's it, not even there they had to move the village we had to deal with communists over there and uh my great they came over actually in the early 1900s with nothing and i think every american that came here no matter what is 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 benefited from that and i think the slaves struggled and had a horrible life but in the end their great great grandkids got to live in the united states and they i think would look at that as as maybe it was a horrible thing but at least they got their 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 great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids in the United States, which is something important. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Saving Show to continue to talk about savings and investments. If
1: you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Saving Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket, and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to maxoutsavings.com to set up an appointment. that's maxoutsavings.com.
4: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070 the answer but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, the uh, t- Let's take a quick call from Flo, and they got some more stuff we want to go over. Hello, Flo. How are you doing?
8: Hi. I just had one quick thing about this uh, Medicare and all this uh, insurance that we're talking about, Okay. Uh, which maybe people have not been aware of what's going on. But with all the socialized medicine and everything, they're trying to eliminate a middle class. That's the whole point yeah i I
2: agree i don't think they're trying but that's what they're going to do
8: that's what they're working for but with social with this socialized medicine like take for instance cuba which they say cuba has wonderful medicaid medicare and everything or whatever for the people but it's not it's just for the upper class people there and the poor class that very little or none but one of the points i wanted to make was the fact that Memorial Healthcare System, which is one of the major systems that we have, as you know. Yes, yes, good uh, has, hospital uh, has announced that in 2018 that they're not going to uh, give services, or the and the doctors will be off of it too, to anyone except employer-paid insurance. So, in other words, if you have Medicare or if you're or
2: Obamacare,
8: no, if you have if you have any HMO or, or PPO, any.
2: At all. Yeah, that that's where this is going with Obamacare. What people don't understand is the middle class, instead of being able to go to Methodist St. Luke's Memorial and all those to get good right. care, they're going to be shunted off to, to basically Medicaid and they're paying for it. And it's wrong. It's 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 it, 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 it. And that's what nobody realizes in in and the and Republicans have been—they need to galvanize the middle class and understand they're the ones under threat and quit dancing to the tune of the Democrats and the in the, the media on the East Coast.
8: But see, the whole point with the hospitals is that— I hadn't
2: only, heard that, by the way, Flo.
8: Only—well, that was announced like two weeks ago. Right after the president of the memorial system, he decided to go elsewhere. Yeah. And they were starting to do some layoffs. Then they announced that starting with 2018— only employer paid. In other words, if you work and you have insurance, then you can go to that hospital and use those doctors.
2: Yeah. No, that that's what they're all after because they want the big employer plans, and, and, they, and these doctors don't want to deal with Obamacare and they don't want to deal with Medicaid.
8: Well, but but look what it does with people that have that are safer Medicare or whatever. You know, you're seeing it more and more that there are more uh, of the companies that are going off the plan, And more of the doctors that are dropping out. And then they're saying that there are not doctors that are going to the medical schools here. So they're bringing in doctors from other countries that nobody wants to use. So, I mean, it's getting to be a disaster.
2: There's no doubt that this Obamacare is a complete unmitigated disaster
8: totally for the middle
2: middle class. And this is what has not not come out in the press.
8: well anybody that that was eligible for Medicare or even the veterans, you know, they're saying, Oh, veterans do this or go to these doctors or use these hospitals. Well, I'm sorry, as of twenty eighteen and in Houston we have a You know, so small hospitals,
2: but the major ones are Memorial Hermann. Yeah, and, and, you know, Methodists is already, I think, don't quote me on this, but Methodists, even though I'm on the air, uh, Methodists and and, and St. Luke's and all of them are kind of getting off of those systems. And so if you get sick, if you're a middle class, you've got no chance in in Obamacare. I mean, there's going to be more people dying because of Obamacare than, than, than lack, because before they could always get in, and even a person on Medicaid could get into those good hospitals if it was really serious. Now they can't. And what they're doing is they're going to have a, a, a medical system for the wealthy in this country, and then they're going to have a medical system for the middle class and the poor. And what Obamacare's done is it's dragged the middle class and upper middle class down to the same levels as the poor, and that wasn't right. And, okay.
8: Another thing I wanted to say I have a friend quickly, that's a doctor. Yes. I have one that's a, that's a doctor here, and she said, told me some time ago, this is like two or three years ago, and she said that there are. At a certain age, you're only allowed to give certain health care. So, in other words, if you reach the age of 70 or something, then the, the plan, they, they call in and they say, What can we do? You know, my patient has all this wrong. Well, no, you can't do that test. No, you can't do that surgery. So, in other words, they're cutting off and they're choosing. It's already socialized medicine. Medicare is already socialized medicine.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. It's getting worse and worse, and we've got to get the cost under control. If you well, get Obam- those costs down, you can afford to do it. Obamacare has done nothing to rein in the well, cost.
8: Well, his whole point was to totally destroy the health care system and put 350 million people on social uh, socialized.
2: So, so I, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Good call, Flo. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the problem with 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 the health care, and you see how hard it is to to get to get this out. Uh, uh, the One thing I wanted to cover, we're, we're getting a lot of foreigners coming into the United States, and, and it is – I came up with some fascinating numbers. Twenty percent of the commercial real estate being sold in the United States is now being sold to foreigners. And there a lot of uh, people around the world are trying to come to the United States to better protect uh, – to better t- protect the uh, – their assets. So yeah, if China falls apart or other countries, they can go And in, in here's some numbers. Uh, the 22 foreigners 20 by 22% uh, of the foreign investment goes into Florida, which is a lot of Canadians and elsewhere coming into retirement. Interesting thing is 12% of the real estate, uh, investments come to California and 12 to Texas. We're tied with California and it's mostly in tech in California. It's mostly Asians in, uh, in Texas, it's mostly uh, uh, South American, Mexican, and South Americans. Uh, although 40 percent uh, are though, but thirty nine percent are Asians. We got a lot of people from China, Vietnam investing in in, in Texas, and and uh, they've purchased one point seven million acres of farmland. Interesting, six hundred thousand acres of of timberland in uh, e- East Texas, it, and uh, in the East Texas. The people buying that are the Europeans because they understand timber a little better. The people, I like, uh, uh, Portugal, which is a big if you, if you ever Google Portugal, there's huge amounts of planted timber. Uh, you know those those big fires that killed all the people in Portugal that was because they planted eucalyptics trees that, which go up like a uh, you know hydrogen bomb when they they start burning because there's so much oil on them in the huge plantations in, in Germany and the Netherlands. So they're big buyers there uh, in in that sector. Yeah, uh, so lot of money pouring in and pushing up asset prices, pushing up housing in, in, in the United States. The Chinese spend more money than the people from South America. Their, their homes are fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars 75000 on an average more than, those, than, than, than than the South Americans. They tend to be wealthier, I think. And what people are trying to do is they're trying to get their money out of these countries. In many places uh, in Vancouver, which is in Canada, they actually put a 15% tax of foreigners buying the land, the, a home in Vancouver because they're running up the prices of homes so people couldn't afford them. This is something we're seeing more. More and more of out of, and when you remember when you have a world where they flooded the world with dollars under the Federal Reserve, these dollars are all over cascading around the world, and what you're seeing happen is these are starting to pour back into the United States, pushing up asset prices more, and so we'll have to watch. I don't think it's going to go away. I, I think I still think there's a real fear bid for real estate from the Chinese that they're, they're like, hey, if it all comes apart, I don't want to be sent back to the farms like they were during the. Uh, during the uh you know in the 1960s they had the cultural revolution in Ch- in china and they put the the working uh, the 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 people like the doctors the lawyers the wealthier people they were sent back to the farms to work a lot of people starved and died that was 60s that's 50 years ago 50 60 years people remember that and they're like hey if this goes down in china i'm not going back to the farm i'm coming to the united states and uh and, you know, we had a a, a a person, you know, a caller asking about reparations for slaves. You know, go look what happened in China just 50 years ago. I mean, nothing's ever fair in the world. And uh, so, so people are, are worried. They're worried that things are going to go bad elsewhere. They're worried in South America that that's the, the, uh, one of the biggest buyers, the second biggest buyer uh, for, for some of the real estate in, uh, what was it? I think the was Venezuela. Uh, where was it here? I think I have it somewhere. Uh I can't look it up on my notes right now. But uh, it was Venezuela. Yeah, actually, on commercial real estate, uh, it was China... It, it was Mexico, UK at 7%, and then Venezuela 7%. That's people in Venezuela desperate to get their money out and have to come to the United States because they could no longer even live in Venezuela because the country is falling apart. We're, we're the last best hope in the world. We're still the shining city on the hill for the rest of the world, even though they love to make fun of us. And this is why all these people are pouring money in. So it's good for real estate, and it's good for Houston. which is the We are the number one most international city in in the United States. Everyone loves to make fun of Texas. They're a bunch of stupid rednecks, you know, but everybody wants to come to Texas. You go to Europe, they all like Texas. The minute you say you're from Texas, they perk up every single time. Oh, Texas. They love Texas, and everybody wants to come here, and and that's why we've got such a good economy here, and hopefully it'll continue on. Uh, A couple other things I wanted to touch base on. We had some uh, callers earlier worried about the markets. Look, I I am really concerned about the investigations around Donald Trump. It's not that, hey, there seems to be something there. We're going to have to get to the bottom of did Trump do anything. These investigations, the media, uh, the the Mueller uh, uh, special counsel, it all seems to be we have to find something on Trump to take him out. That I mean, it's nicely put as a soft coup And, and it's very dangerous in in. You know, if anybody thinks they're going to come up with some little thing and and you know, oh, we found something finally, and let's get Trump out of there immediately. Look, Trump's supported by a solid forty percent of the forty percent of the country, and I'd say a solid thirty-five percent that are will back him no matter what and And people he won by a vote fair and square if you're going to try to take down the president, that is never a positive in any country in the world and you typically on nowhere on planet earth through history, have you had a group of people trying to take out the pres the the, the leader of the country at all means possible and have the asset prices in the stock market and the economy boom it doesn't happen eventually this is going to start catching up it's going to be a very corrosive effect. We have a record li- illiquidity in the market right now. We've got one of the longest period of time. It's since 1994 without a five percent. Uh, percent, just correction. Every time we have a little correction, the Federal Reserve rushes in and tries to prop the market up. There's no liquidity in this market. And when it starts going down, it's going to go down in a very vicious, very quick place and catch everybody off guard. And that's what you got to be real careful in a a very expensive world of record high interest rates where they flooded the the world's economy for the last decade as central bank upon central bank. And now they're starting to pull it back. The number one correlation is to the stock market has been quantitative easing programs by the Federal Reserve, not earnings, not optimism, not investment. It's been quantitative easing by the Federal Reserve. That's all coming to an end. So you've got to look at that and understand the world we live in. And it's kind of going up and everyone's sort of holding on for the ride. And as Chuck Prince famously said years ago is you have to, and I think Stockman quoted this again, but, uh, you want to dance you, you want to dance until the music stops and the hope is you're shrewder than everyone else to find the chair you know the game of musical chairs that typically most people aren't that smart and You really have to kind of get out ahead of time. You're not going to catch the top, and you're not going to. Once it starts becoming obvious, it's going to be too late. And I think I think you've got to be really careful, diversify, and I think you want to watch this and really diversify your assets and really have a solid risk program in place, like we use at Max Out Savings Advisors. So this is something we're going to continue to watch closely. We've got the debt ceiling coming up. We've got the tax bill coming up, and we write about this a little in our Max Out Savings report. Uh, we, we we're going to have. Plus, Are we going to do infrastructure? Are we going to get Obamacare done? A lot of negatives. And are they going to take down the president of the United States and how are they going to do it? These are not positives. Some of them can turn into positives like a tax plan or infrastructure. But right now there's absolute chaos in Washington, D.C. and everything is frozen we got to be careful in here. So this is one, something we're going to watch closely. We write a lot about this in our Max Out Savings Report. We just wrote about some of the potential positives and negatives of a tax reform bill. Some of them that you might not think of are written about in the Max Out Savings Report. This is a free report we send out to our listeners helping you build up wealth, save money for retirement, and understand the world we live in. It's free. Just go to our website, Max out Savings. That's MaxOutSavings.com, MaxOutSavings with an S.com. And you can also sign up for a free uh, sit-down with and we'll go over your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement and we'll show you how we manage money using our, our risk-based value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. Uh, we typically hold the assets at uh, someone like TD Ameritrade and then we, we, we're the advisor on the, on the account, and so we, we'll manage the account for you. So if you need some help or if you're tired of doing it yourself, go to the website maxoutsavings.com but at a minimum, sign up for that free Max Out Savings Report Now, long show today, somewhat controversial topics, a lot of phone calls. I enjoyed it. I thank everybody for uh, calling in. Uh, We'll see you next week on the Max Out Saving Show. But remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up your future. Take charge of your future today. We'll see you next week.
1: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The Answer.